Thanks for choosing Felger and Maz to entertain and inform you in the afternoon. Felger and Maz. 98.5, the Sports Hub. So it wasn't enough to fire Terry Francona if we're going to start relating personal problems to on-field performance or or to performance in general, not just on-field. Then you know what? Jimmy, let's get John Henry's ex-wives on the phone and see if we can get him into the program to discuss what types of issues he may have been dealing with at home while managing the team. Because he's on number three right now, right? This is his third wife. Yeah. So he's got three marriages now, and this one's half his age. I want to know what's going on. Because this is disgusting, what they're doing to Terry Francona. Disgraceful. You may want to stay tuned. I think we're going to have a special guest in studio here coming very shortly. So we'll see if we're going to be joined by him or not, or if this is a joke. It is obviously not. Red Sox principal owner John Henry's joining us in studio right now. Surprise visit. John, to what do we owe the, ple- uh, to what do we owe the pleasure? Well, when you're misleading the public, you know, you should be challenged on some of the things you're, you're saying. And so I'm here to... Challenge. The fact that the manager of the Red Sox would leave town and there would be personal information about him leaked to a member of the media is reprehensible. It okay? is. Okay. Until you well, just said it, no one had said it. You know, we are working on other things. Was Carl Crawford a baseball signing or a television rating signing? Definitely a baseball signing. In fact, I personally opposed that. This was driven and feel with it. This was driven by a baseball team. It wasn't a PR move. So at the time the option was picked up this year, Theo said he was a player that was very important to ownership. Ownership made the call on Ortiz, did you? Ownership doesn't make the call on players. I feel like a no. chump a little bit. I mean, they're whining about the schedule. You give them headsets. You give them your yacht. And I, I don't think you, the tank. Yeah, I don't think you appreciate what was going on at the time. And it's hard, you know. You're on the outside looking in. Carmine weighs in on everything. Carmine actually sits on the draft table in, in the war room. Did you guys know that? I just came here to help your ratings. <laughs> actually, I guess you don't need any help, right? Your ratings no, we're are pretty good. good. Better than it's the station because, you have. It's because you're entertaining. I guess this isn't what you would call journalism. This is entertainment, right? John, with all due respect, you are the principal owner of the team. I'm aware of that. Larry Lucchino runs the Red Sox. And I love this thing. I'm going to do everything I can to get back to where it needs to be. All right, John, seriously, don't be a stranger. Come on by anytime. Doors always open. John Henry, appreciate it. That's sort of a recap. That was fun. Welcome back. It's Felgram Maz. A final commercial-free hour. Going commercial-free today up until 5 o'clock as part of our 10th anniversary. This hour of the program is brought to you by Hooters. Want to be the MVP of your fantasy league this year? Book your draft party at Hooters.com slash football. They're in Saugus, West Springfield, Dedham, and Route 9. Shrewsbury Hooters makes you happy. This entire commercial-free chunk from 7 a.m. to 5 p.m. is brought to you by Aaron's, the king of snow. Buy your Aaron's snow thrower this tax-free weekend. All right, so uh, I'll just tell you what happened that day. People sometimes wonder. We've told you the story many times before, but at the beginning of that montage that Stewart just played, and we got Big Jim Murray and Matt McCarthy alongside. Ms. McCarthy, you had said the most disgraceful team here the last decade was the 2011 Red Sox. Easily. I don't think it's even close. I mean, some people might say the 2019 Celtics. That 2011 Red Sox team was a complete disgrace and an embarrassment. And it was followed by what felt like a ownership hit piece on Terry Francona. Terry Francona uh, 
did he uh, officially step down, Jimmy? He didn't. He wasn't technically fired, right? Didn't he technically retire? So his contract had two options in it, and the team declined to pick up those options. But what was said in that meeting with Terry Francona and ownership was Tito wasn't sure that he could go forward as the manager of the team because he felt like he had lost the team. Okay, so it was sort of ambiguous. They they, they never officially fired him. Uh, he he left, and then there was a story. Remember the Bob Holler story? Oh, right, yeah, writing yep. about the pill popping and all this like real salacious dirt. So there was this big takeout piece by Bob Holler in the Globe about Terry Francona's off-field problems and the oh, the whole problems with the team, with the you know the starting pitchers and the pitching staff back in the clubhouse during games, eating fried chicken, chugging beer. Uh, uh, Terry Francona had his problems, marital problems, uh, allegedly pill popping problem, et cetera, et cetera, like a whole mess, daring all this dirty laundry, and it felt like a classic Larry Lucchino Red Sox hit piece. So we all were all hammering the team over it. We all were. And what you heard at the beginning of that montage was Maz saying, well, if we're now going to call into question Terry Francona's personal life and how that impacted the team, let's look at John Henry's personal life and if that impacted the team. We said, well, that must be, is that his third marriage? Is that impacting the team? And that's what I think got him in. I grabbed a notebook to start Googling like his other wives. So I think he was driving around that day with his driver and was listening and heard Maz going off on his wives. And, if you know, that whole thing was just get ugly. So we're in the middle of doing one of those segments and we're at commercial break. And we were, this was a time when they were redoing the old studio and we're not in a regular radio studio. We're in a production studio, like a smaller, like a cubby hole. You guys were in Yeah, Yeah. it like uh, what you see on the simulcaster when they show Jimmy in the back room or these guys in the side rooms, it was more of that size. It wasn't a rectangle. It was square, but it's a small production studio, not a regular big radio studio. So we're in this little production studio as they're redoing the big one for the simulcast. We weren't on TV yet. And we're at commercial after doing one of these segments. We're just ripping him, just, you know, just his wives and what about his personal life and just. And uh, Rick Radzik, Schmatzi, our uh, associate uh, program director, comes in in the commercial break and says, you might be getting a visit from John Henry here. And it was it was quick. It was bang, bang. It was like almost towards the end of the commercial break, too. Like they were coming out of the commercial break or they might even starting to play the music. But because I remember it was a little rushed where he came in. Mark was in the middle of his update when Radzik came in. There it is. OK, we do an update before the segment. And so Radzik comes in and says, you might be getting a guest here. Henry might be coming in here. And my first thought was, ah, ha, ha. You know, touch yeah, right, her, right. touch her and rich shock jocks. Someone's playing a gag on us, right? You know, like someone pretending to be John Henry is going to come in here, or we're going to get the fake John Henry call on the phone with someone impersonating John Henry. Why are you saying those things about me? You know, like <laughs> ha ha. You know, we're going to get this. And I took a look at Rick, and he didn't. He had a look on his face. He had a look on his face. And so, fine. I turned back to the mic to start the segment, and well, in walked. John Henry. <laughs> and it, it, so, I mean, you'll hear it right here. This was, this is how, this is how we came back from commercial break r- moments after Radzik closed the door and said, John Henry might be coming down here. It's Felger and Maserati. You may want to stay tuned. I think we're going to have a special guest in studio here coming very shortly. I don't know if I'm being put on or not, but it's a uh, pretty big name. Someone we've been talking a lot about the last couple of weeks. So we'll see if we're going to be joined by him or not, or if this is a joke. It is obviously not. <laughs> Red Sox principal owner John Henry's joining us in studio right now. Surprise visit. John, to what do we owe the pleasure? Well, when you're misleading the public, you know, you should be challenged on some of the things you're, you're saying. And so I'm here to challenge some of the things you've been saying. And off we went. And so thank you for the edit there, Jimmy. Because when he first came in, I tried to say, to what do we owe the pleasure, John? 
you know, but you know, I was crapping my pants. Right. So I'm like, you know, <laughs> to what do we owe the what do we owe the 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 pleasure here, uh, John? And Jimmy was nice to clean that up for me. I jumped, <laughs> but it's all right. And so it's tight. It's not like I'm sitting 20 feet away from McCarthy. It's like we were tight. Yeah. He had to sort of edge by you in the chair, and Jimmy is in the middle there, and it's like. Okay. And I'm trying to snap pictures to prove that it's actually really John Henry. So here we go. You want to just hear some highlights here, McCarthy? So I we, do. So we get right into it. Uh, John, we think you smeared Tito, number one. You believe we came out and smeared Tito. You believe that. Do I believe you specifically? I don't know who. I know team sources came out team and smeared sources. Tito. Yes, absolutely. Did they not? Okay, well, so Holer has said that it's not John, Tom, or Larry. If it's... If it's someone with it in the team, and that's what it says in the newspaper, well, then I'm very upset about it. You know, I've but been again, upset about it. And, and, okay, and, but John, and, John, and Larry himself specifically had that chance to say that the other day, and he did not. So. I was just up until now, nobody has said what you just said, which is that the fact that the manager of the Red Sox would leave town and there would be personal information about him leaked to a member of the media is reprehensible. It okay? is okay, but nobody in ownership had said that till just five seconds ago. Okay, so it was a back and forth. It was a legit back and forth. I remember being glued to my radio, like most people, during this. Because this, I mean, that was such a detestable finish, like McCarthy said, of that 2011 season. People wanted answers. People kind of wanted blood. And for him to come in like this and, you know, to have to face the fire was great. I think you guys were ultimately better served that it happened like this. Because if you had to, like, think about it, you maybe wouldn't have asked certain questions. I don't know. Like... Yeah, you're just, I don't know. You're, you're thrown right into the fire, so screw it. Like, yeah, just react. Yeah, fire away. I, I mean, he came here saying we're going to answer for some of the things you've been saying. You've been misleading the public. Okay, well, you're calling us liars, or you're saying we're misleading the public, so let's go. Uh, number 13, Jimmy. But did it come from John, Tom, or Larry? No. And uh, I think Bob Holler has been clear with uh, with people that that's, that didn't happen. Why have you not been quicker to deny that? That story's been out now for three days running. Why have I? Because you guys don't, you guys probably don't even believe Bob Holder. You certainly don't, are not going to believe me. So when he's, when he started denying it, then it's, it makes sense for, for uh, you guys to, have, did you guys know that? Do, do you regret? <laughs> okay, so, uh, so he, 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 he kept going into this thing about Bob Holder denied it. Bob Holder, Bob Holder never denied it. And but Henry was fixated on this thing that Bob Holer has said it wasn't from the team. That's not what Bob Holer said. I can't remember exactly what he did say, but it, it wasn't that. Do you remember what it was, Jimmy? He had a conversation with Christine Leahy, who was working with Fox, and said it was from the team. So he actually did. Yeah, he did, but it got buried because it was Fox Twenty Five. Okay, but there was but there was another thing that he said that sort of gave the Red Sox a little bit of deniability, and Henry kept you know glomming onto it. In his story, it was team sources, team sources, right. team sources, and Lucchino did do. An interview where he didn't quite deny it, uh, and so, like I said, this there was a legit back and forth. So the the story about those pitchers being back in the clubhouse while the games were going on, drinking beer and eating fried chicken, which I just think is so, oh my god, so unprofessional. Oh my god, fried chicken of all things, uh, because just like just like the you've worst. given up. That's the food of giving up. Thank you. Believe me, I know. I've exactly. been, I've had my fried chicken moments. I've given up when I'm way into. I'll just have a bucket to myself. Rock bottom. Yeah, it is when you just don't give a crap about your weight or your condition or what you know what you're putting in your body. Fried chicken is like the check yourself at the door food. So we have this debate over you know did them going back and eating fried chicken impact the team down the stretch in that epic collapse in 2011? This is a longer cut. And you think all seven of these guys were. We're eating chicken, playing, 
playing video games and drinking beer instead of trying. Did you watch any of those games? If you watched those games, I didn't see one player out there who wasn't busting his ass to try to win ball games. Really? Yeah. Really? I didn't see who. Oh, my God. Do you watch, Name one. Do you watch David Ortiz run down to first base ever? Or how about... David Ortiz you, running down to first base. Your players base. routinely stop short of first base. Uh, routinely. Uh, routinely. Routinely they stop, stop short of first base. But John, wait for the John, out, and then they... Independent of what we saw on the field in the games. So you was thought Josh, we were dogging what, it during September. There was a little and by bit, the way, yes. if you look at the offense, we had the highest scoring offense in baseball. And in, in September, our offense was fine. You know how many runs we scored in, in September? Okay, but... Jo- the problem... Jo- was starting Okay, pitching. but hold on. So okay. you, you're, you're, the, the talent on your staff was better than a 7 ERA. So how did good pitchers pitch so poorly? That's the question. That's the question. Why, all of a sudden, did all seven pitchers fail to perform? Well, you know, and let's streamline that. If Beckett I'm sure and, you have an answer for Well, that. if Beckett and Lester do their job in September, you win by four games and you're in the playoffs. So how can right. pitchers that good pitch that poorly? Why? Okay, tell me. You there, was a pro- there was a theory, problem John, on your team. Fried chicken. John, you just said. It's that bad they, for you, Give John. me a break. You just said that they were busting their butts on the field in September. Okay? And in the, in the midst of the game, you might be right. What about the other four days? Were they putting in the necessary work during the course of the yes. year to stay in the shape that they Unle- needed to stay in? Unless our training people are lying to me directly. How about your equipment The guy? answer is yes. They did their, they have three things they have to do. They have to do their cardiovascular they have to do their shoulder strengthening exercises and everything that's associated with it for their shoulders. And they have to do their legs. They have to work out, do their leg workouts. And according to our people, they did it. They did it and John, they continued to do it. How, now, does that mean that they eyesight? did everything perfectly? <laughs> have you seen Beckett's waist? It's, my have you eyesight seen his is cheeks? terrible. Have you seen his cheeks? I just got back from the eye doctor because I have a scratched cornea. It, it, it literally looks like he's got an apple in each cheek, like he's storing nuts for the winter. He's got yeah, so big. why is it that we had players that gained weight? This year, well, it, don't they usually lose weight during the season? So, well, exactly. Is it true that Beckett gained considerable weight during the year? That's one of the things we're looking at. But I'm not going to air it out in public as to everything that we find that we need to fix. We're going to fix some things. Okay, so, you know, he, he, he wanted to deny that the, what they were doing back there was impacting him, but then he admitted the pitchers gained weight and that Josh Beckett gained weight, which he categorically did. So He yeah, the, was a moose by the end of that year. No question. There was, a, there was a debate. Let me ask McCarthy, because he's a Sox guy, and you never really heard longer cuts like this. There was some debate whether Henry helped himself or hurt himself that day. What do you think? At this point, and, and I'll say this, I've never heard this interview in full. I, I was not in town when it happened. Uh, he's hurting himself in this situation, based on what I've heard so far. Uh, so there was a whole debate. We'll just keep going with this stuff, Jimmy, okay? So there was the whole debate about you know ownership making calls, ownership uh, stepping in and uh, and we, we, we have this we have this debate to this day. You know, are some signings Henry signings or were they Lucino signings? Were they signings done because they own Nesson and they got to make sure that those ratings are high? We always ask, was Carl Crawford, was that for Nesson or was that for baseball? Because he wasn't really a, he wasn't a sabermetric kind of guy, was he? He wasn't like an on-base guy no. or a, you know. That was for Francona, in my opinion. Oh, was it? <laughs> well, but we, at the time, it's like, is this for Nesson? Is this, is this for TV ratings? And is... I think we just kind of had this with Chris Sale. Was the extension actually Dombrowski or was it John Henry? I think it's the latter. Or so, Pablo Sandoval. We have this discussion plenty of times with Red Sox free agents. Yeah. Bingo. So uh, Henry is sort of adamant about this stuff, the Carl Crawford thing, number two, Jimmy. 
Was Carl Crawford a baseball signing or a television rating signing? Definitely a baseball signing. In fact, anyone involved in the process, anybody involved in upper, in upper management of the Red Sox will tell you that I personally oppose that. They all know that. Why? Why? Because we, ha- we had plenty of left-handed hitting. I don't have to go into why. I'll just tell you that at the time I opposed the deal, but I don't meddle to the point of making decisions for our baseball people. This was driven, and Theo will tell you, this was driven by our baseball people. It wasn't a PR move. Okay, so that's a pretty strong answer. Do you believe that? No. <laughs> he doesn't meddle? No. I mean, of course not. He has a final say on it. I mean, it all He owners... still does to this day. The Chris Sale extension was because he wanted it, because he felt bad years later about how they handled John Lester. He, he said as much on the picnic table at spring training this year. Let me tell you, all owners... I think pretty much all owners, when you get to those day one $100 million contracts, they all get a call from their GM and saying, can we do this? What do you think of this? And so it's that is all that's the owner has the final say on all those calls. So to pretend like I have nothing to do with Carl Crawford is insane. You gave the go ahead. And and not that you are breaking down the batting, you know, the, the um, on base or any of that nonsense. It's but it is your call ultimately. And, I, you know, when the Patriots signed Stephen Gilmore, day one of free agency, Robert Kraft gets a call, and he's got to make the call on that. So uh, it's I think it's just disingenuous. Is it, it's disingenuous it. for an owner to say, well, I had nothing to do with that signing. Yeah. The big ones you do, and you should. It's your team. I guess there was debate at the time, too. They had picked up an Ortiz option. This is People yeah. forget how bad Ortiz was for a couple of years in there. Oh, yeah. yeah. Or, oh, 09, 10. It was not good. Where people thought they weren't going to pick it up, and they did pick it up, and there was a debate over who, you know, again, was that an ownership call or a Theo call? We talked about that, uh, Jimmy, number two. So at the time the option was picked up this year, Theo said he was a player that was very important to ownership. And that led a lot of us to believe that ownership made the call on Ortiz, did you? We, see, that's why I'm here. And that's why I ask. Um, ownership doesn't make the call on players. You know, we get involved when there are financial issues. There's no doubt about it. You know, if there's a if there's a long term financial contract, we're, we're you know we have to approve that, and we have we usually we we do things by consensus. There's usually someone who has a bunch of questions that may be if someone on the outside were looking and saying, well, he's negative on this. On this deal, but there, you know, it's a, it's a, it really is. There's a, how would I put it? It's really um, consensus building, but ultimately, Larry, Tom, and John do not make baseball decisions. Okay, so which led to one of the big breakaway comments from the entire thing, which you've heard before. Number four, Jimmy. You have to understand, Larry Lucchino runs the Red Sox. Tom and I do not, on a day-to-day basis, have never run the Red Sox. We wouldn't need Larry, and, and Larry wouldn't be here if we ran the Red Sox. We have one of the best CEOs in sports. So we never did run the Red Sox. We don't run Liverpool. Okay, so Larry Lucchino runs the Red Sox. That's uh, a big one. On a day-to-day basis. <laughs> He gives himself an out there because by yeah. saying the day-to-day basis, he still meddles like every other owner, and they should. I mean, it's their teams. So in the same breath you say he didn't help himself, uh, McCarthy, he's not helping himself. Have you heard of an owner do anything like this? No. Like, I mean, really? Here or any, I mean, 
It's unheard I of. I don't know of any other thing like this. I mean, we have Grossbeck in here yeah. all the time, but he doesn't. That's all set but up, that's though. planned. You know, yeah. he's coming in. I mean, this was on. And, and again, you have to go back and put yourself in that moment. And this was a long time ago, like the 2011 Red Sox. Like, that's ancient history, given that everything, you know, everything that's happened over the last seven or eight years here. You have to go back and put yourself in that moment and the fallout from that team and the crap storm that surrounded everything, that's what made this even more remarkable. That the owner came in and took questions on this unannounced. Right. Not planned. It's like a kamikaze mission. Just showing up, you know, right. demanding to get on air <laughs> on the station that's not the rights holder. Uh, it was nuts. Okay. Well, uh, I just want to again thank our hourly sponsor here for the, our uh, commercial free coverage and our 10th anniversary special. It's brought to you by Hooters this hour. Want to be the MVP of your fantasy league this year? Book your draft party at Hooters.com slash football. Saugus West Springfield Dedham and Route 9 Shrewsbury Hooters makes you happy. So all the contentiousness led to Made the most bizarre, uh, uh, gutsy is the word, just um, unusual, uncomfortable question I've ever been a part of in, uh, in an interview where Maz actually asked Henry about what happens after he dies and it, it, we, who gets ownership of the team because we were somehow, and maybe this is true, I, and we, were, we had a thought about you know Linda Pizzuti one day being the owner of the Red Sox, which somehow happens, sometimes happens with these widows. I mean, it does. Uh, Gene Yaki. I mean, Gene Yawkey, there's a million examples. Georgia Frontieri, I think I even say it here in this clip, with the Rams those years. Uh, you know, the owner of the Bears right now, the McCaskill, the McCaskill family, McCaskey whatever family. it is. The Buffalo Bills. It's yep. like, it, that's a tandem team, that guy and Okay, his wife. but it's his wife. That's different. That's not a widower. Uh, Chicago's a widower. Um, the, the Wilma Ford there or oh, right, whatever. Yeah. You know, she's a, like, so sometimes this happens. If John Henry passes, is Linda Pazuti going to be the owner of the Boston Red Sox? And Maz wanted to get to the bottom of that. If something were to happen to you, and please don't interpret that as anything more than just a hypothetical, okay? So just stop. It's just so uncomfortable, isn't it? It's just so uncomfortable. That's great. Don't interpret this as anything else uh, that I'm trying to say, but if you die, what happens? (laughs) I just want to tell you, though, uh, you know, another memorable thing from this day is that, you know, Maz had covered the team for years and years before he started this. And Maz had a little bit of a tough transition because when he started this show, he was still writing baseball columns. Wasn't he for the Globe, wasn't yeah, he? he was. Yeah, he yeah. yeah. So, you know, he's still, those base. that's a tough beat, right? Like, you're either on the program or you're off, and if you're off the program, you know, you're on, you know, in the locker rooms every day and all this, it's a, it's a... That's a grind. It's he was a, still trying to do post-Red Sox games at Fenway Park in the interview room. And it's really hard to do that job and be a talk show host, or a good one anyway. It's just, it's really hard. So he was struggling with it. Uh, and, uh, well, we did take one break with Henry in his hour-long thing. We took one break. Okay, we said so we just got to take a break. We got to catch our breath, get a drink of water, get one little load of spots in here, and then we'll come back and do another stint with Henry. And so we went to commercial, and as me- immediately as we went to commercial, Henry took off his headset and looked at Maz and went, what happened to you? <laughs> what happened to you? You know, because Maz used to be a good Red Sox. Uh, you I know, used to like you. He's a good, longstanding member of the BBWAA. He was on the program. He was, you know, fairly covered the team and had relationships with people on the team, and now he's just some shock jock. And he's like, what happened to you? So I, I don't know if that was before or after Maz asked him what happened when he was going to die. But anyways, Maz asked him what happened when he was going to die. If something were to happen to you, and please don't interpret that as anything more than just a hypothetical, okay? <laughs> what happens to the Red Sox? Just as uh, if Theo leaves, we have someone to replace him. If if I if something happens to me, we have someone to replace this me. This is what we're asking. Georgia Frontieri in right. uh, St. Louis. Tom, what, how about Tom Werner? 
Well, but you are you are the principal owner. You are the principal owner of the franchise, yeah, but, John. But Tom and I, Tom and Larry and I, Tom and I essentially run Fenway Sports Group. Larry runs the Red Sox. And so if something happens to me, that doesn't mean that things are going to change. You know, will that mean the team will eventually be sold? Even if nothing happens to me, sooner or later, the team... The team is eventually going to be sold. Well, of course, We're not immortal. But but but, but if something would, happens to me, um, I don't see you know. Would Linda become the principal owner of the <laughs> franchise? Oh, yeah. I thought. Were you guys saying that she was the new general manager? Was that, was <laughs> no, that you guys. No, I was hoping president and CEO. Oh, I see. I see. But John, that is something that is a question that fans have here. I mean, with all due respect, how old are you now? Sixty-two, I think. Right? <laughs> no, older. After today, I must be seven. <laughs> <laughs> but uh no, Linda doesn't take over. That's not that's not what she would want to have happen and that's not what I would wish on yes, not to anyone ha- I love. So that th- it went so long after so many things we were able to talk about his his will and testament basically. <laughs> and you won't believe it, again, tight little room and I bleep you not. I mean, you can't make this stuff up because we you know, people like to mock John Henry and we did it like anyone else or us or another show in the little studio taped to the wall right behind him. I don't know if you ever noticed it, but someone had cut out a picture in the newspaper. It was the Boston Magazine and, photo. Okay, they've done a feature on John and his uh, his new relationship with Linda Pizzuti, whether they had just gotten married or were about to get married, and they had a picture of them in Italy licking ice cream cones or something, some creepy, goofing-looking looking picture that we had posted to the wall just to laugh at yeah. on a regular basis. Like nothing with it. And Henry's sitting right underneath the picture <laughs> as we're doing this thing. And so that was a that was a humdinger. There were several f- funny fallout things from it. Uh, one is how he entered the building to begin with. So we're at the old building on Soldiers Field Road. We're in the basement, which is like three floors down. And you entered on the top floor where there was a main reception desk. And we used to have a receptionist uh, and a different title, but I don't mean. To, but he, he he manned the desk. So for all intents and purposes, he would serve as a receptionist. His name was Lee Dickman, and. Um, and we don't make that up because we usually, you know, we talk about Dickman and no, it's, that's Lee Dickman. And Lee Dickman knows nothing about sports. Zero. Zero point zero about sports. And, uh, well, so what happened was John Henry with his driver walked in and approached Lee Dickman at the counter. And uh, John Henry says, walks up and says, I'd like to go on the radio. And Lee had, Lee had a little bit of an effeminate voice. And Lee, Lee said something like, Sir, everyone wants to be on the radio, okay? Everyone wants to be on the radio. <laughs> what, what, what station do you want to be on? And John Henry said, well, I'm John Henry. And Dickman said, and I'm Lee Dickman. What station I'm Lee you, Dickman. What station do you want to be on? <laughs> and so Dickman had no idea who he was. Henry was trying to get on the radio. He's like, yeah, I know you want to be. Everyone wants to be on the radio. Who are you? Owner of the I'm John station. Henry. And he was like, and I'm Lee Dickman. <laughs> and that's our friend Fast Freddy. Uh, from, from Mix 104. From yeah. Mix 104 as well, reenacting the Lee Dickman, uh, John Henry situation. You got more of that? Well, that's basically what I'm Lee Dickman. <laughs> that's basically John, John Henry, who's not used to sass, especially from someone who's director of first impression. Uh, from first impression, so we used to call him director of first yeah. impressions. That's right, because yeah. he manned the desk at the front. You know, when you walked in yeah. the front door. Well, I'm John Henry. Well, I'm Lee Dickman. And I'm Lee Dickman. <laughs> so great. What do you want? Not a great first impression. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, and then another one was uh, the what? A couple years later at the World Series, there was some sort of World Series gala, Jimmy Stewart. Where you approached uh, John Henry and asked him for a follow-up interview, you can just tell me what happened first before you cue it up. Is yeah, that so? True? I don't know this. So. 
before the World Series, they have a gala. They have a big, you know, come to the home team ballpark before game one. And so I was on the list there to go because at the time the Red Sox still liked me. And so I'm walking around. I think I think Mark Bertrand was with me. And a writer was there, too. And I see John Henry and Linda Pizzuti. And I go up to John Henry and I go, John James Stewart, Sports Hub, you came into Felgren Mads. You crashed the castle once before. Would you like to come and do it again? And he said, no, those people are bleeping bleeps. <laughs> and the and Mark jumped back a little bit and was like, wow, he's angry. And the writer, and I can't remember who the writer was, was like, I've never seen him so angry before. But he cussed me up and down a storm. So, oh, wow. Yeah, he got he got everything he wanted off his chest when he came out and talked to us, but didn't help. I'm going to MF you, Jimmy Stewart. <laughs> he John, got, you're welcome to come back anytime. We're close to the ballpark now. Anytime, John. It was a good little spot. Uh, you know, no one else said no one else has the guts to do that. Come in and, and stand up for themselves against the likes of us. But anyway, there was a reenactment there of the Jimmy Stewart John Henry meeting a couple years later. Hi, Mr. Henry. It's Jimmy Stewart, producer of the Felgren Maz Show. Why, yes, Jimmy, I remember you. So nice to see you again. Congratulations on getting the team to the World Series. Why, thank you, Jimmy. It's so kind of you to say. Mr. Henry? Yes, Jimmy? I would just like to extend an invitation for you to come back and storm the castle again. Uh-huh. Well, Jimmy, thank you for the invitation, but I learned my lesson the first time. Although I do appreciate and respect what Michael and Tony do on a daily basis, not only for this team, but for our sport and the fans of the great city of Boston. Mr. Henry? Yes, Jimmy. Do you like cats? No, I like stats. Oh. Mr. Henry? Yes, Jimmy. Would you like to see my dojo? You have to be going now, Jimmy. Oh, okay. Goodbye. Goodbye, Jimmy. Goodbye, Mr. Henry. You know, come to think of it, it is, it is, they do have a similar yeah, sort of... There is a similarity there. There isn't. They aren't dissimilar, I'll tell you that. So anyway, there's the John Henry episode here as we uh, are getting closer to wrapping up uh, whatever this was, eight hours commercial free today, celebrating the 10th anniversary of the Sports Hub. Uh, this great commercial free coverage all day long has been presented by Aaron's, the king of snow, buyer Aaron Snowthrower, this tax-free weekend. And this hour has been brought to you again by Hooters, great place to have your fantasy league draft. Uh, check it and book it out at uh, or book it and check it out at Hooters.com slash football. They're in Saugus, West Springfield, Dedham, and Route 9 Shrewsbury. Hooters makes you happy. Let's just do some uh, final best of stuff here. In the last, uh, the last hour of the program is going to be back to normal, uh, you know, live sports radio with commercials. So we'll wrap it up here with some more best of stuff. Jimmy, we'll go a little bit out of order. And why don't we just start with uh, all the bits that we've done through the years. And again, we've uh, thanked an instrumental part of this program is starting with Be Real. I just want to mention him. He was our first producer for the first couple of years of the show before Jimmy took over 
in uh, you said it was 2011, Jimmy? I can't remember. March 23rd, 2011. Okay, so uh, Be Real helped us with some of this stuff in the early days. Jimmy Stewart, obviously Billy Lanny back there. Uh, M- Murray, who does all his great production. And Hardy, again, who uh, a little selfless because, uh, now or selfless or thankless because he's on another show and so he just gives us the stuff and then he's not even here to take a bow and be a part of it. So we get all the laughs and Hardy does a lot of the work. So we thank all those guys for all their production over the years. We'll play one of the first bits we ever did. I don't know if this is a be real bit or where we who did it, but it's one of the first bits we ever did. And uh, Murray, it's going to ring a bell because this was in the first year of the show, the first couple months of the show, and it's still a problem. It's still a problem. You got Felger and Maz Math. Do your fingers hurt from being counted too much? Veritech's going to be in the lineup then six days, five, six days a week. Do you have cramps in your legs from lifting your feet to count your toes? No, three out of five. Three out of five. Then you need Felger and Mazmat. 60% of the time by as a catcher. Felger and Mazmat. There's six games a week, sometimes seven. Scientifically proven. Out of five days, it'll be three. Three out of five. To confuse the hell out of you. There's seven days in a week. So it'll be four out of seven or whatever. Or five. Felger and Mazmat. Depends how the rotation falls. That's right. Weekdays two to six. Mike, the easy way to do it is three out of five. 98.5 The Sports Hub. Six out of ten. Count on it. It really is still a problem I mean, ten years later. How many conversations do you like, we have <laughs> like that on a daily basis? <laughs> Fumbling around with numbers. Like just futz. And Maz is smart. He knows the numbers. But you do, we do it in a live setting. It's like, oh my God, just don't do the math on the air. So that's one of the first bits we ever did. Here's one of the last bits we ever did, and this was courtesy of Harvey Hardy. This one, I, I don't know why this just strikes a chord with me, but it makes me laugh like you read about. It is, um, well, the possibility that the NBA draft lottery is fixed. I mean, seriously, when there is that kind of pattern, and I'm not talking about the one that Mike from Woburn rattled off, but LeBron leaves Cleveland in the lurch. They get the number one pick. Now Anthony Davis is on his way out of New Orleans, and they get the number one pick. So they magnetize the pink bung balls. I don't know what they Maybe do there's a laser printer in maybe there. They, maybe they, they laser printer? Who knows? Who knows? Maybe they rub them on their hair and crack the electricity that way. I have no idea. Crack the electricity that way. Current flowing to and fro makes a circuit of electricity. Electricity. I'm just telling you, somehow, some way, the thing is is monkeyed with. Adam and Bridgewater. Hi, Adam. You guys are so close. The, the, the lorry is rigged, and here's why. It got everything to do with the uh, uh, suction air pressure versus the mass slash volume slash weight of the ball. One, two, three, four, like mass says, right? Number one, ball is hollow, completely hollow. Number two, one drop of water, for example. Number three, two drops of water. Number four, three drops of water. Okay. See what you've done? You don't think that that's possible? You don't this think is that- not InfoWars. We're not, is Alex Jones, is that his name? Alex Jones. We, we, we don't, we, you know, we have fun. The NBA lottery is a false flag conspiracy. So, like, we make fun of that. You're serious, though. They freeze the balls. They put Freon gas in them. Phil and Melrose, go. Yeah, I don't know about hollow ping pong balls, but I interned with Ernst & Young for almost two years. And and trust me, if there's anyone who's going to do their best to help you with fixing a lottery, it's them. They're not corrupt. They're just very good at their job. They're fixers. 
So they magnetize the ping pong balls. Maybe there's a laser printer in there. Maybe maybe they they laser printer. One drop of water, for example. They're not corrupt. Create the electricity that way. I have no idea. So that I I don't that one I love that one and I don't know how you can't think it's corrupt after the way that those ping pong balls landed this year New Orleans <laughs> Memphis and Los Angeles please it's fixed so that's another thing that you hear that in your Murray's British uh, voice uh, there's nothing better I agree with you there's, there's something that hits home about Murray doing a Brit so there was a couple months ago this is a recent one I'm not really digging back ten years but I just want to hear it. When the Red Sox and Yankees went to um, oh, London the pond, yeah. and did the press conference, <laughs> Murray's impressions of that. Just to follow up on that quickly, from the European point of view, this is all new for us. And uh, your colleague on the New York Yankees earlier was talking about the beauty of baseball. In, in your opinion, what is it that makes baseball beautiful and, and what do you hope to show to an audience uh, uh, that doesn't know it? <clears throat> Typically, we see these clubs to be used over the heads of opposing soccer fans. The lads like to have themselves a tussle. That's where you usually see the bats over a skull. You use them to hit balls. Please explain. That's when our bobbies come. (laughs) Harper Bluebell from the Daily Mail, a question for you, Alex. Um, We're wondering, how do you Yanks, not not the team you're playing... But you, as Americans, sit there and watch this drivel for four hours on end. Your thoughts? Uh, I don't know. Mickey Green here from the Green Street Hooligans. It's a question you for you, Aaron Boone. Why you talk like the elf? Explain yourself. You sound like Ermy. You making toys over there? Hey, Yank. Do you Yanks, again, not the team, but do you Yanks now feel like a group of fools for looking at us uh, across the pond and wondering why we have monarchs, kings, and queens, and you still continue to play this boring and terminable game? Your your thoughts? How does your colleague feel? Alex? I don't know, man. I don't want to be here. Uh, Just... Commiserations on the result, but commiserations on Alex, could you please explain why your colleague, Mr. Boone, has a collection of finishers, pardon, I mean closers, <laughs> while your ball club does not? <laughs> Go ahead, give me that question. Commiserations on the result, but congratulations and thanks for the event you've helped to put on. It's been fantastic. How would you sum up and describe this whole London experience? Uh, besides all what happened on the field, outstanding. Oh, yeah, outstanding. <laughs> Alex, outstanding. <laughs> Wonderful. I mean, poor result for your club, but smashing event that you've put on here over this weekend. Your team got put over a barrel and took a proper rogering over the weekend. But besides that, how did you feel how the event went? We thought it was smashing. <laughs> Commiseration. <laughs> give me the other one. Uh, Alex, on behalf of the British and European baseball community, um, what I'll do we do tomorrow? Excuse me? Uh, say, hold on. <laughs> say what? <laughs> say what? I didn't even hear what he said. Say what, Mother Bleeper? Yeah, what? Right. what? Can I get out of here now? Go, go ahead. What do we do tomorrow? Excuse me? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. Now that you've played both games here, what is next? What are you doing tomorrow? We plan on going to a pub to have a pint. Huh? Just want to get the hell out of here. Go. And um, what do we do tomorrow? Excuse me? Yeah, tune in to MLB.com. You can watch the Blue Jays kick our ass in Canada on Tuesday. What are we supposed to do now that you're leaving? We've, we've heard the term shagging balls. And... 
our understanding, we can't fit them in our orifice. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me? Excuse me? <laughs> what? You heard me. We want to shag these fly balls. How are we going about doing that? Yeah, so Murray in his British voice, another That's big what, hit. That's all I want to do, too. Oh Just to Alex, do you have your knickers in a twist because your bullpen is rubbish? Also, what's become of the one named after the adult film website? Um, what do my notes say here? Brazzers. <laughs> what has become of him? Your thoughts? Uh, Mickey Green here. Yeah. <laughs> the Green Street Old. Oh, that's my favorite. <laughs> ah, all right. More best of stuff. Highs and lows. Things that bug us. Things that bug us. Uh, you know what bugged me is when they postponed. Remember in Kansas City? When they had the ice storm or something? Oh, yes. yes. Yeah, it was the playoff game against the Pittsburgh Steelers, yeah. And because they didn't want to play in the snow or they were the worried about people the ice icy. driving through some, you know, icy rain, they postponed the game. So I had a problem with that, Jimmy Stewart, if you got it. Because of a little ice storm, they have rescheduled to an 8 p.m. slot on Sunday. I hate that. So wait, now we can't play in, in weather? What's the interest of public safety? Screw that! It's football! You're playing everything! See, that's my feeling, too. Like, now, now, now you're altering the game because of the weather? Also, so now, but, 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 so here's a precedent now. This opens the door. God, I hate that. You've you played through this stuff in football. This is what you do. I just hate moving a game because of weather. I don't like that either. What is this? Lacrosse? Play it! Play the game! Play the game! Yeah, but in those cases, you can actually get to the stadium. In theory. You have all day to get to the stadium. Figure it there's out. There's nothing worse than an ice storm. It takes it turns roads into skating rinks. You know how to drive, Sally. Ugh. Drive your car. You're fine. You just going to put chains on your tires. <laughs> oh, it's going to snow. Pile into the grocery store and buy hard salami and water because I don't know if I'm going to make it. Just salt the roads to the stadium. Salt them. Throw down a lot of salt. Calcium chloride. If you don't know how to drive through frozen water, then take some extra time, Sally. Because if Miami had won, Houston would be a KC, right? Huh? I don't know. What? <laughs> I'm telling you, they waited for Pittsburgh to move it to prime time. The way people drive when there's just a little bit of participation in the air disgusts me. <laughs> so, yeah, that bugged me. Uh, you know what bugged Maz? Was Tim Thomas in the White House visit? Oh, this is one of my favorites. That whole thing? That bugged Maz a great deal. Here's that. Maz was uh, very outspoken about uh, what happened with Tim Thomas uh, deciding not to take the trip with the Bruins to the White House. I took a lot of this back. Uh, he was very emotional. He was very worked up. He had a lot to say about it. And here was Maz uh, earlier this week representing America. Give it to me. As he talks about Tim Thomas blowing off the president this week. I have a lot of problems with the whole thing. One of which is, do we have to politicize everything now? Is everything, is that what we have to do? Is that the point we have reached? Because the last time I checked, a championship team getting invited to the White House was sort of a courtesy and a tradition. Like, it, it doesn't mean anything politically. No matter who the president is, if you've won a championship, and this is true of even college teams, you get invited to the White House. Cool. Let's go see what the place looks like. That's all it is. It is nothing more. So that's my first thing, that, it, that it, it was politicized. Secondly, if you have an issue with our government, government being too big, too intrusive, taking away the liberties of the people here, then go live somewhere else. You can work here and go live somewhere else. There's lots of people that do that. Hell, most guys in the NHL are not American. 
So you know what? Go live in Canada. Go live in Finland. I really don't care. But if you, your, your problem with it is the, the way the government is intrusive, then leave. Don't live here. We pretty much open the doors to everybody who come in. And, and there are, maybe there are certain issues that come along with that. But if you don't like it, leave. And I'll tell you why I'm disappointed. Because during the, the summer, spring and early summer, Tim Thomas right. elevated himself in the eyes of the American public. He became this great story and symbol of what could happen if you worked hard here and kept at it. Don't play in the Olympic team either if you feel that way, by the way. You know, you, you, if that's what you believe, then don't represent the country in an international competition. The mentality that some people possess when it comes to uh, bipartisanship. Like, I believe, in dis I believe in different viewpoints. I believe in that. That's a good thing. Go back to Finland. <laughs> that's, that's an all-timer. I have a problem with postponing football games. Mass had a problem with Tim Thomas. Murray... Has a problem with saving the planet, McCarthy. You, you've ever heard oh, of this? Oh, I'm very aware of Murray uh, and his issues. This is my favorite yes. big Jim Murray moment ever. He Hashtag has a one big bag. He has a problem with just yeah. taking care of your litter, of all things. He has a problem with recycling. It's World Environment Day, people. No more single-use plastic straws. Murray. It's this kind of stuff that is turned Tom Brady into every busybody suburban mom who thinks their dumb recycling plan is going to save the planet. Do you not recycle? No, I don't. One big bag. You'll never convince me otherwise. I don't care. I'm the one person, the one person, me, I'm not going to help the planet or change the world by just being me helping to recycle. No, it, it, it makes my life easier to put everything in one big bag. The one big bag goes out. Cardboard, glass, the biggest bottles you can find. Put it all in one bag. Tie it all up. That bag goes out. Me and you'll see just one big bag. And you're like proud of that. I'll say it loud because I'm proud of being a Am I proud of it? Not necessarily proud of it. It's just what I do. You sound proud. A little bit. <laughs> proud of it because I know right now some save the earth idiot in their car right now is like, I can't believe this monster. He should be fired. <laughs> That's right. I don't recycle. See, we have two of the big rolling ones like everyone else does. One gets trash, one gets recycling. Very simple. It's so easy. No, no, very simple. There's no extra work, in fact. Glass, plastic, newspaper. You have two cans, recycling. Trash goes in the trash. The newspaper. The hell with it. It's all trash. It all goes in one big bag. Because I'm the trash man. One big bag. Yeah, the trash man. It's really not that hard to do. It's so easy. And I don't have time for anything. So like you, you find so it's it, pretty common sense. You find it tedious to like rink out, uh, rinse out a takeout food container. I will never do that. Because you don't have the time. No, I don't. Because <laughs> you're busy. <laughs> Smoking pot and petting your cat. Right. <laughs> Murray, you've got a uh, hashtag going here once you look at your Twitter. Oh? One big bag trash. trash. Hash yeah. Hashtag one big bag, and you're proud of it. I mean, that's now, I think, two summers ago. A little bit, yeah. yeah. A little bit. From two summers ago, yeah. It's no, I still still don't recycle. It's very convenient for me. I just get the big husky. Murray, thing. the suggestion that I make is actually what I do. I recycle everything. Let them figure it out. Yeah, there's that, too. Yeah, it's up to them. Okay, so there's that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we're just, it's, again, this is so, we're just coming to the very end of the best of sort of portion. We give you a regular hour from five to six. But I'm last, did anything happen in the world of sports? 
Um, I've been knee deep like all of us in sound and old things and like going over to... Is there anything to discuss today in the Boston world of sports? If you want to get into this, uh, Rob Gronkowski putting out a press release uh, saying he is set to unveil his next chapter in a press conference two weeks from today. Well, that means he ain't coming back. Yeah, that seems WWE-ish to me. Yes. 45 minutes blocked out for this press conference. Questions and answers. Yeah. Okay. Maybe. In New York City. Okay. Maybe we can get to that. I do want to spin forward, though, a, a little bit. We started the show and did a portion of the show. And we did best of stuff. We did Deflategate stuff. We did John Henry stuff. But just also the last 10 years in Boston sports and how prodigious it is. And the last 10 years, again, just to reset, since we've been on the air, since we came on the air 10 years ago today, six titles, 11 trips to the finals, 17 trips to the conference finals between the four teams, which is just absurd. 17 trips to the conference finals. Are you at all worried it's coming to an end? Are you at all worried? Because when we came on the air in 09, we were sort of worried it was coming to an end. What happened the first part of the decade? When in that part of the decade, you also had six titles, seven trips to the various finals, and 11 trips to the various conference finals. This 10 years was better than the 10 years before we came on the air, for crying out loud. Are you worried? I mean, it has to end eventually, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's just the cyclical nature of life. I mean, it's going to. And frankly, if you look at the last, oh, I don't know, anything post the Super Bowl win over the Rams... Kind of sucked. <laughs> Do you believe, though, between ownership and the pressure of the fans and everything like that, that it's less likely to happen here or we're in a better spot or blah, blah, blah? Oh, no, yeah. we're, in, we're in a better spot. And and so all the winning, I think, will be get more winning because the pressure is on. Like, you know, it, it's such a high bar here that I don't think you're going to see a team, even if, you know, so we're Brady to retire or whatever. He's gone. I don't think you got to get it right with a quarterback, obviously, but you're not going to see what happened to the San Francisco 49ers post Montana, post Steve Young. You're not going to see what happened to the Miami Dolphins post Dan Marino. Like, it's just not going to be, it's not going to go to crumbles for a long time. It's yeah. Not. I mean, this isn't going to be like, you know, the 90s, which was just kind of a wasteland until, you know, the later 90s and the, you know, kind of the start of this era. Uh, you know, to your point, Murray, uh, of course you have to be worried about it ending. I mean, I wake up every day as a Boston sports fan dreading the day this all ends. It will end eventually. We're, you know, this is historic. I mean, this is like New York in the 50s with, you know, the Yankees and the Dodgers and the Like, you don't have anything else to compare it to. Of course it will end. Hopefully it doesn't go to crumbles. But, yeah, it's going to end eventually, and I dread the day that it happens. Okay, listen. So I, I, I want to do that topic. <clears throat> I want to hit on Rob Gronkowski. I also want to just spin Spygate forward a little bit, not to go back to it, even though you know, I'd love to. I got the Wells Report in my hand and the, the highlighters. You know, Pulled it out from underneath this mattress this morning. Like, tell every Spygate other... or Deflategate? You said Spygate. Oh, Freudian slip. I get the cheating scandals uh, mixed up. Uh, <laughs> deflategate, 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 Deflategate. Because, uh, again, I could randomly open any drawer in my office, and there's liable to be a, a copy of the <laughs> Wells Report in there somewhere in a highlighter. 6'6 six, six person. So anyway, uh, but I do want to spin that forward and how important – how important the winning has been since then. And I, I think that's, uh, that's a significant thing and something we've forgotten about, the rap on this team, before they started winning Super Bowls again here in this last era. I want to pick that up. We'll take your phone calls on anything that you heard today or anything that you want to weigh in related to these topics. By all means, you can weigh in at 617-779-0985. We're going to play Jimmy Stewart's excellent uh, montage. Felger and Maz, over the last 10 years, it's a nice long chunk of highlights and lowlights. Uh, and sidelights from the last 10 years up until the top of the hour, and we return with the final hour of Felger and Mass. Glorified version of a pelican. We're going to show them who we are. No, I'm ready to kiss his rings. We're going to show them what we got. We're building a bully. Luck. Wilson. Luck. Wilson. I think that's dumb. I'm taking Wilson. Brady. 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 
Brady. Belichick Brady. Belichick Brady. Yeah, what Belichick did was wrong. Belichick. Belichick. Everybody's smiling. Sunshine day. <sighs> no, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. <laughs> Your bad business is okay, but mine's not. Less bad. Okay. If you don't know the guy's number, he doesn't belong up there. Middleton 16. Middleton belongs up there. Is David Krejci going to go up there? Because he won his he won his ass a Stanley Cup. It's not apples to apples. He won this team a Stanley Cup. Krejci was a center. He's a passer. He's a lot of his points are assists. Neely's points were goals. It's different. When's the uh, trade deadline this year? Twenty uh, seventh. My question is why you all felt the need to rely on him so heavily through March. I mean, if he plays tonight, Cam, it's seventeen of eighteen games that he's played. Doesn't doesn't that feel like too much to you? Tell me how we could have done anything differently. Well, you know, <laughs> walk me through it. Love to hear it. Out of nowhere, I think, Maz asked you, had you closed the door on Dennis Seidenberg yeah, he coming came back? Right out of left field. Did you text him that or something, Mike? I, someone must have. <laughs> wait a minute. Maz, wait a minute. Is, Maz is not that smart. To what is that like supposed that to mean? <laughs> right. What are you saying? I'm not capable of coming up with that question of my own? Well, it was hockey related. Cam, you pissed off? Yeah, I am. I am. The questions sometimes are, are aggravating because it's more about stirring the pot than really finding out information. This is the year. Oh, They're going to win the cup. Oh, God. Get the duck boats ready. The Bruins are 2011 Stanley Cup champions. Suck it, Felger. I guess we're not that bad after all, huh? Well, we won the Stanley Cup. What's up, Dorito Dinks? Falcon and Maserati are the two words. You guys suck. Tommy and uh, also with you, Mays. Murray, you suck. Go back to Atlanta with your T-shirt. Juan Carlos Stanton, uh, Priscilla. Carl Irving. Hey, Doberman, Cadoban. Because what Cadoban did. Anton, who bought it tonight? They still got Kublin on the same team. Is he going to be their backup? Uh, quickly, about Dan Pease. The thing with Grankowski is to keep Galapolo. Huma Wananui. Mike Vile. Mike Matheson. Jake Beltsbury. Jerry Veritek. I want to talk about Saltimacchia. 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 And Saltimacchia. What is it? You, you got to get Saltimacchia. Saltimacchia. I don't like Moshmont. I don't understand Moshmont. I don't even know why he's on the team. Eric Gagne, uh, the match of Zaka was going to be another Pedro Clemens. Lucino, Gasciapera. As Joe Castiglione said. Wilson, quick throw. And it's going to It's called Halo. We had a beautiful rub on, on one side. The play was called Halo. <laughs> Yo, guys, Hulk Hogan here. And I've got one question for the Sports Hub listeners out there. What you gonna do when Felder and Maz run wild on you, brother? What you gonna do? I just came here to help your ratings. <laughs> Actually, I guess you don't need any help, right? Your ratings no, we're are pretty good. good. We're pretty good. This nonsense about trading Stevens for like a yes. second round pick or yes. something. I mean, yep. it's, it's actually literally top 1,000 remarks I've ever heard in my life. That's the stupidest. John Lister. Josh Beck, Beckett. Karen Garnett's comments. Tell me what seals do that are that are worthwhile. What do you do that's worthwhile? This. It's called throttle steering. Maybe you should Google it. And use my code, Beetle, to get in it. That's B-E-T-L-E. <laughs> Excuse me. And if Calgary's going to pay him seven, eight million dollars a year... What, Murray? What? According to Drager, Johnny Gaudreau is a Bruin. Quarterback Drew B's according to Ben Volan of the Boston Globe, Patriots have traded uh, tight end Michael Humanawanawi. Yeah! Yeah, mother... Yeah! 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 Woo! There it is. Ah, take that, Rhymer, you bum. Holy... Oh, I want to swear so bad. Let's play a game called... Uh... I'm oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Let's put away all the cutesy finesse pansy. Shit. 
again, this is the nutty world of the NBA where I got to... I have to drop that. My On the 18th tee at the U.S. Open? Don't hit it off the... Jimmy, is there a fan out there who's scratching their head over their apparel investments? I don't think so. What the f- What the hell? <laughs> Kurt Schilling. So when John Henry says that neither he, Tom Warner, nor Larry Lucchino were responsible for those details on Terry Francona, do you believe him? What? So you guys have somebody there with time tape delay or the ability to, to censor me here? Yes. Yeah, uh, I, well, uh, I think uh, he's full of Okay. Uh, Angelo in Methuen. Hi, Angelo. You have another one that don't like Bogart, huh? None of this bull Paul in Idaho. Go ahead, Paul. Yeah, Mike, I'm in Boise, Idaho, and I got to tell you, who gives a f- Nine-game road trip. Murray, do you know what their record was on that trip? Mm, so six again, and four? They're going to score 90 points the next two weeks combined. I don't know if it's going to be 30 and 50. Missed seven games. They were four and five. They're an average athlete. They're telling you that they can't handle a disaster. The Olympics are going to be a disaster. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to be the next Montana. Krug is Bobby Orr. Look, if they play like that, the rest of the way they're going to the Super Bowl. Hey, Felder, uh, how's the time now? Uh, uh. I, I don't know, Mike. I, 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 I don't know. Jets are just for trolling purposes, and you know it. If you were a follower of the Patriots and you would not trade Tom Brady for Andrew Luck, you're beyond dumb. I've picked Baltimore. I mean, I'm just searching for reasons to back it up. E, I mean, you mentioned Sony Michelle. He sucks. He blows. That guy's awful. The Red Sox have won 100 games, Matt. Should we care? Yeah, not really. <laughs> Fire Belichick, trade Brady. The, the, um, where do you think people, I blanked, go. Jermichael <laughs> Finley in, Michael Felger out. Cousins in, Tony Mez out. I'm out. What you really want to do is make the booty talk. And there was some other absolute sack of doorknobs in there that I don't remember. We're going to walk with Elias. <laughs> In a cell. I hate wasting time like that. God, go live in Finland. Oh, I'm going to lose it. Sea sucking computers that. How are we going to beat Seattle, Mike? This run with Brady is O V A H. Like, woohoo, woohoo, gooch yourself. They got PV. Quick word about Clay Buckholtz. Well, I, I was going to say Pedro. Oh, my God. I'd rather stick needles in my eyes. Uh, Adam Butler. There's no reason why they should have signed Martinez. They didn't need a Mike. Connor McDermott. If you have a Sherlander and a Verzer. Jameel Douglas. Nicholas uh, Haljamarson. Jimmy Garoppolo. Ponderous. Stupid. <laughs> Dumb. S-T-O-O-P-I-D. Stupid. Megalodon. I want size. That's what I want. I want size there. It is a moist sausage across the face. I believe it's uh, eight years and running of the old wet sausage. Give me the D. I don't know. Google it, Maz. I was just Googling this on, on um, Google. Giannis Antetokounmpo. 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 I like Antetokounmpo. If you don't like Mike, text Mike. Don't text me. Where? Oh. <laughs> bad. 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 You better believe it. That is suck, 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 suck. Seven sucks. Seven suck bag teams. You are annoying. You won't stop talking. I talk, you talk. I talk, you talk. It's a gender-free Friday. This is why I think the big issue with the team is there's too many young guys. Zebra, double wing left, Y, counter motion. 700 jet smoke, X under, smack. Hot. Too young. Too, too young. I'm a slut for talent. Patriots uh, draft weekend. I'm sorry, what was your grade, Mass? D. Murray? F. 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 D for definite need for improvement. F. 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 F.
point A to point B, X and O, just your classic sports radio sort of thing, opinion, phone call, commercial. Or right? a sports show, hardcore. This is what we do. 